Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Today, our morning devotion brings us to Psalm 143. In this psalm, we we see almost a pattern of David wrestling with a problem and then crying out to God for help. Many times, David finds himself in trouble and in a desperate situation, but David always finds his help in God. This is such an encouragement to all of us. If David, a man after God's own heart, face such troubles, then we should not be surprised when we face troubles of our own. But the real question is, when these trials come, what do we do? Psalm 143 gives us great insights as to how David prayed to God in times of trouble. Let me begin by reading all 12 verses of Psalm 143 from the ESV. Verse 1, Hear my cry, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore, my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you, my soul thirsts for you like a parched land cello. Verse 7, answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. For I am your servant. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Like I said, Psalm 143 gives us great insights as to how David prayed to God in times of trouble. Perhaps this was the time when King Saul or perhaps his son Absalom tried to kill David. David's prayer contains important insights that I believe we can follow when we find ourselves in a similar situation as David. Verse 1 again says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my Please, for mercy, in your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. One of the insights we see here is a plea for God to hear and answer me. David appealed to the faithfulness and righteousness of God in his request. I love that David said, in your faithfulness, answer me. He did not say, according to my faithfulness. God's faithfulness is perfect. David does not claim any righteousness of his own. He speaks of God's righteousness. And by saying, hear my prayer, O Lord, shows how earnest he is wanting God to hear his request. It it also reveals that David is actually listening to the voice of God. This is very important, 
but often neglected. We listen to too many voices around us these days. What we really need is a word from God. We need to hear from heaven. We have heard too many opinions and human commentaries and ideas everywhere. But to hear from God is what we need today. It doesn't matter how crazy the world gets. When you hear from God, peace and assurance can flood your soul. It can make you face your problems with boldness and confidence that God is in full control, that God is with you and He cares for you. Verse 2 says, Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. You know, David knew he was but a sinful man and could not contend with the Holy God. So he entreats God that God would proceed against him in a, uh, would not proceed against him in a judicial way. In effect, David is asking God to deal with him on the basis of mercy. He plead, don't put me, your servant, on trial and appeal to God because the Lord is righteous, not because David was righteous. In the succeeding verse, in verse 3 and 4, shows us the nature of this crisis. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore, my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. See, this is a picture of the, a deep misery of a soul. Worse for David, he felt this was pressed upon him by his enemy. This makes, us, this makes us think of times when others have caused us great grief, misery that has extended to the very depths of our soul, especially when someone has wronged us or persecuted us without cause. Remember in Gethsemane, Jesus our Lord went through a similar experience, except of course that no wrongdoing was involved in his part. This was before his betrayal and his crucifixion. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26 verse 38, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. I hope this brings comfort to you to know that our Lord Jesus can feel what you feel because he has been through it himself. But verses 5 and 6 encourages us to reflect on God's amazing and incredible faithfulness in the past. Verse 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land sallow. The word salo, by the way, means to pause and to ponder. Under these dark days in David's life, it seems incredible that David even finds any comfort at all. And the one thing that comforts him, that made him pause and ponder, is the record of God's work done in the past. David remembers the victory God gave him over the giant Goliath, his deliverance from the hands of Saul, his conquest over many kings, and how God anointed him king of Israel. Similarly for us, we could look back at the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ. We remember our salvation, our deliverance from our sinful past, the miracles of forgiveness, and a changed life. Think of the countless times God has answered our prayers for protection, for provision, and for healing. There are many stories to tell and retell, and they encourage our souls. Then there are those stories to remember what God has done in the lives of other people. In our darkest moments, these contemplations give us immeasurable encouragement. It is the work of God in the past that gives us great hope 
for the future. Nothing else will satisfy us in this world. Only God can fulfill our despairing souls with His presence, with His truth, His peace, and His salvation. This is what David is doing here. He's building up his most holy faith by remembering the wonderful things God has done from the past. Going now to the second half of this chapter from verses 7 to verse 12, these consist of several petitions that David lifts up to God. David expressed his needs to God in several ways. First is the need for a quick answer. We find in verse 7, it says, Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. So here, David thinks that his life is slipping away. He must have help soon or he will die before the help comes. Not only is this speaking of physical death, but spiritual despair as well. But let me qualify one thing, by the way, for us. You know, patience is also a virtue. And therefore, it is very important that, that we wait patiently. And if God has not answered our prayers, be encouraged that God is in full control of everything. Verse 8 says, Let me hear in the morning of our steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. David's second petition here in verse 8 is the need for God's loving guidance. One of the greatest inventions of our time is the GPS system. Very helpful to get us to places we wanted to go, even if we have never been there before. A few years back, I had this unique experience of driving interstate in the United States from New York to Florida. That's over 3,000 miles. It's like driving from the northern Apari to the southernmost Sarangani and even back to the north again. You know, even when you miss a turn, the wonder of GPS, it reroutes you to the right direction. But you know, the GPS system can give directions to physical places, but they are unable to guide a person in life. David called out to God to give him direction because he fully trusted God to lead him correctly in life. The basis for God's guidance over our lives is his steadfast love for us. And there are times that when we just don't feel God loves, God's love toward us and that makes us miserable. Thankfully, we have the Holy Spirit that reveals to us morning by morning, especially in our times of devotion, God's deep and intimate love for us. Verse 9 says, Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. David's third petition in verse 9 is the need for deliverance from wicked men. We cry for God's deliverance because the Lord is our refuge, our shelter, our place of safety, security, and protection. And David is saying that even after you have delivered me, he said, keep me hidden in you, Lord, so that they will not be able to find me again. See, God is not only our refuge, He is our hiding place, our stronghold in times of battle, our port during a storm, our sanctuary, and our safe house. Verse 10 says, uh, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. I love the way contemporary English version puts it. You are my God. Show me what you want me to do and let your gentle spirit lead me in the right path. David's fourth petition is found in verse 10 and it is a need to do God's good 
will. I think it is not enough that the Lord deliver us. We also need to know God's will. David prayed, teach me to do your will, O Lord. Let your good spirit lead me. See, in effect, David is asking God to teach him how to do God's will. For us, the best way to learn to do the will of God is to study and meditate on His Word, which is the immovable foundation upon which our trust and faith is founded on. And pray that the Holy Spirit will teach us more fully what God's Word is saying to us personally. God has a perfect plan for each of our lives. True success is not just living a comfortable and happy life, but success is being in the center of God's will for your life. So our hearts cry out to God, asking Him to teach us to do His will and for His Spirit to guide us to the place where we can walk on solid or level ground and live a life that pleases God and finish His work. Verse, moving on to verse 11, it says, For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, love you will cut off my enemies and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. Finally, David's fifth petition in verse 11 and 12 is the need for God's protection. David declares his loyalty to the Lord by saying, I am your servant. He's just asking God, his Lord and master, to stop his enemies from destroying him. And David pleaded God for the preservation of his life for the sake of God's name. Why? Because he is the living God, the loving God, and the Lord who delights in mercy. On the basis of God's awesome name and his righteousness, he will not fail to be gracious to his servant and rescue him from all his troubles. Going forth with them to battle, overcome against all their enemies, and so triumph with their Savior and their King. In conclusion, when we pray, whether it is the, an act of worshiping and glorifying God, or whether it was seeking refuge from our enemies, or we are in deep repentance for our transgressions, remember that the foundation upon which our prayer and praises rest on is the righteousness, the faithfulness, and the goodness of of God. And as we close, let's ponder on this truth that the Lord is our shepherd, our shelter from the storm. He is the one that loves us with an everlasting love. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. For the loving kindness of the Lord never fails, and the grace and mercy of our heavenly fathers gives unlimited supply. Like David, we must trust in our Father and never doubt His loving kindness, which is new every morning. And like David, we should cry out to God, to our Heavenly Father, to teach us the way in which we should walk. For God is the lifter of our souls. Amen. So let's take this moment to worship Jesus as we close. You are my peace. You anchor my heart. You won't let go. Your love holds me now. Jesus, I Jesus, I hit all. 
encouraged by our devotion this morning. Let me just declare God's blessings upon you as you start your day today. I'd like to read from Hebrews 13 verse 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us, which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord continue to give you strength, and may the Lord bless you with His peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and evermore. Amen and amen. God bless you all, and me all have a great and blessed weekend. been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.